one of the many things that makes hockey such a beautiful game is that you can watch a team's personality, its spontaneous personality, playing out right in front of you. For better, for worse, and for all points in between. And boy, are we going to find out a lot about this group of Pittsburgh Penguins tonight here on Long Island. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and I'm back here in Uniondale, New York, for Game 6 of the Stanley Cup playoffs. 6.38 p.m. face-off here at Nassau Coliseum, and maybe not nearly enough time as a buffer between what happened in Game 5 and this. Or, or maybe just the right amount of time. The Penguins' psyche going into this game, not just Tristan Jari, not just Jari, the Penguins as a group, their psyche going into this game is going to define it. Not anything that the Islanders do, not anything really that Jari does or doesn't do, and definitely not anything that Ilya Sorokin is doing at the other end. This will be defined by how well or how insufficiently the Penguins can move past the result from the other night. For what it's worth, the practice that Mike Sullivan conducted yesterday back in Cranberry was about as encouraging as you can get. High spirits, lots of laughter, joking around and everything else, which is exactly what you'd want. Exactly what you'd want. You'd want them thinking about the positives from the game, the way they dominated it, with the 84 to 43 shot attempts advantage. My goodness, we're talking about total domination here when it comes to puck possession. That's the kind of stuff that you want them thinking about. And they did. Here's what Mike Matheson had to say afterward. Yeah, I mean, I think they, they have to be. Um, we don't really have any choice but to to move past that game and, and get ready for the next one. Um, it, it serves us no use to to come in and and feel sorry for ourselves or anything like that. The, the only thing that we can do is, um, you know, learn from, from last game. Uh, I think we played a, a really good game and, and deserve better out of it, but that's the way it goes sometimes. And like I said, we can't sit around and, and feel like we deserve more than we we got and, and kind of just pack it in. Um, I have to realize that at the end of the day, no matter what order it comes in, um, it's the first team that wins four games, and we still have an opportunity to do that. Good for him, good for them. Use it as an advantage. Use that desperation that naturally accompanies any elimination game as an advantage. Make that the edge, and I'll explain that in a moment. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by Fubo TV. 
Monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is just 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels, including AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh. No catches, no contracts, cancel any time. And right now, for listening to this program, our listeners get a seven-day free trial and 15% off your first month by checking out FuboTV.com slash DK. Once more, it's FuboTV.com slash DK to get 15% off your first month. Wing it, you know? Go flying down the sides and let it rip. Do what Brian Russ did in Game 4 with that 55-foot slap shot. Do what Jeff Carter was doing before that. Let it fly. He makes a save. He makes a save. So what? Send pucks and bodies to the net. Find or reclaim some of that recklessness that fiery spirit that was there in Game 3. You know, Game 5 was strange in a lot of ways because the Penguins did have the puck a lot. But when they did have the puck, they had it so much that a mindset clearly crept in that they were just going to keep getting chances, that this was just going to go on like this all night, and if we don't make this one, well, we'll make the next one, or we'll make the one after that. And that's not really a playoff mindset. That just means you've got the puck a lot, and you're getting cocky without cause, meaning on the scoreboard. I can't get over the Jeff Carter two-on-one with Jared McCann in the third period when it was still two when it was still two to one on the scoreboard. I, I just can't. Jeff Carter is somebody who would who would shoot that puck one hundred and one times out of one hundred throughout the course of his career, his long career, and his very, very brief career in Pittsburgh. It's what he does. He's a gunner. He's always been a gunner. I'm not saying that in any form of criticism it's who he is it's who you want him to be and he tried instead to make a pass across to McCann who was covered the option was taken away and the puck goes through both guys and harmlessly into the left corner and right out of the zone it goes it, it, this is Jeff Carter was just gripping and ripping all series long before that very effectively, I might add. That can't happen. That can't happen. Do you remember late in the regular season when the Penguins were having their occasional struggles with the Devils and even the Sabres? And Brian Dumoulin and other players spoke openly about how odd and uncomfortable it is to face an opponent that's really just playing for nothing because there's no sense of uh, tightness. There's no worry about risk. They just went for it. They were sending, meaning the Devils and Sabres, all their defensemen up, 
no logic, no real scheme, nothing. It was just, hey, everybody, let's try to score a goal. And then you know what? Occasionally they would, and everyone would wag their finger at the Penguins and go, why can't you defend the terrible Devils and Sabres? Why? Because they just sent the whole house. It's not sustainable. It's not something that would be successful over even like a week. But the Penguins' mentality here is not that they need to outsmart the Islanders, not that they need to outpatient the Islanders, not that they need to outdefend the Islanders. Though they did all three of those things quite well in Game 5. What they didn't do, Jari's gaffe aside, is they didn't finish. They didn't bury anything. They weren't flying down the wings and thinking, let's just rip it on this guy. Other than Rust's blast, which, by the way, beat the guy unscreened from 55 feet. How many shots were passed up in Game 5? Never mind the 22 misses. Imagine missing the net 22 times. Yes, you've got a lot of possession, but it also means you're picking corners. Or trying to. What are you doing? What are you doing? Grip it and rip it. Let it go under his armpit. Let it go through the five hole. Let it go under the blocker or somewhere that's not necessarily highlight stuff. Big deal. Get it through him. Let it hit off of something. But to have that much possession and to still somehow persist in lacking that killer instinct with the shooting, that's got to change. More than anything else in this series, from the Pittsburgh perspective, that has defined, using that term again, this whole round. The Penguins have scored more than three goals once. Not just in this series, but in their last 18 playoff games. This is a franchise that's founded on superstars, that's forever been all about offense. And they're just not scoring goals. Why? Well, it sure isn't because of skill and speed, because they're flying all over the place. What's missing? Grip it and rip it. And you know who needs to start that? You need, who needs to lead the way on that? Yeah. Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin. The two superstars need to lead the way. It's been way, 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 way too long since the superstars have done that in a playoff game. It's nice to be diving to block attempts at an open net the way Sid did on Brock Nelson back in Game 3. But ultimately, those guys are here to score goals. Sid's last game-winning goal came in 2016. Geno's came early in the 2018 playoffs. Over the last three years, they've combined for five goals and six assists, those two guys. 13 total games combined. That's 
that, that's not enough. That's not enough. And the rest of the players are watching them. The rest of the players feed off of them. And if they see you pulling away, turning back, waiting on the trailer, being the trailer, instead of just saying, you know what? Hell with it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm finding a way. I'm getting to that net. And when I do, you will see my best shot. You will see the best I have to offer. Not a little flip here or there, not trying to pick this spot. Look, when they get it, it's great. Gino's shot on the power plate the other night was breathtaking. Beautiful wrist shot. Beats Sorokin to the blocker side. Clean, unscreened, great stuff. But how many of those end up being misses? How many of those end up clanging off the glass, coming all the way around, and then you got to chase back to your zone? In particular, when he's shooting from the power play point. Get it on net with authority. That'll be the difference. That'll be what brings the series back to Pittsburgh for a Game 7. When we come back, just one question. Time for just one question, and that's brought to you on this program always by the very good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania, and they, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 is all it takes to provide five full meals toward the cause. $1 equals five meals. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. Spell all three of those words out, pittsburghfoodbank.org, to find out what kind of a difference you can make. Question comes from Pause, who says, Dan, I was optimistic about the Penguins' chances, but they played their best game of the playoffs and still lost. Could this be confirmation that a fan like me overestimated the ability of the Penguins to make a playoff run? Could it be that I placed too much emphasis or hope on the past and not enough on the current abilities and team composition? Pause. They just won the division, man. They just won what almost everyone had forecast, and correctly so, would be the most competitive division in this temporarily reformed NHL. They didn't do that by accident. They didn't do that because Boston, Washington, Philadelphia, and the Islanders all took some huge step backward. Oh, there were some steps backward in there. The Flyers took a massive one. But the Penguins won it on merit. In fact, they won it in the hardest way, if you get right down to it, because the difference between them and the Capitals and the Islanders in particular was that they went a combined 12-4 and against these teams. That's amazing. That's amazing even in a, like a normal year, normal situation. 
to face those teams that many times and to own that many points against them is a credit to all concerned. Never mind the 258 man games lost to injury and all the other stuff that we talked about throughout the season. So did you falsely get your hopes up or were you just watching with your eyes open? I, I, don't don't beat yourself up on this one, my man. I mean, there's there's perception and then there's reality and this was reality this happened but playoffs are their own planet you leave this planet to go to the planet of the playoffs you have to elevate you have to modify you have to adjust the Penguins have had two games in this series in which their goaltending cost them. That's a lot. That's not a variable that you can throw out or that you can think, man, maybe I was just wrong about this team. Should we have seen that Jari would have two games, at least to date, where he's cost the Penguins? Maybe. He was certainly down, then up, then kind of down-ish again over the course of the regular season. Maybe we should have seen that coming. Maybe we should have weighed it as the variable that it is, meaning a big one. But I'm also seeing a lot of the signs of the team that was the first-place finisher. The team that had all that possession in Game 5. That's how the Penguins won the East. That's how they got there. It wasn't an accident. It wasn't a fluke. It wasn't some freakish thing. One more time, they won it on merit. They were the best team in that division over the course of the regular season. What's missing? What's gone wrong? I point to two things, the same two things. One is the goaltending, and two is that bearing down thing. I'm sorry if that sounds overly simplistic. I take a lot of pride in doing a lot of intricate analysis and advanced stuff and using uh, the most modern data and metrics available and film study and everything else that I attach to the columns that I write for DK Pittsburgh Sports. They take hours after the game. I don't get done until well after sunrise, but I am here this morning to share with you that it just ain't that complicated. They need to bear down and understand and recognize that these are the playoffs and chances don't just keep coming. When you have a chance, make it count. I'm not even necessarily talking about goals. I'm talking about authoritative shots. Take the shots like you mean them. Make the passes like you mean them. Defend whenever your goaltender gives the puck away up the middle of the rink like you mean it. Don't just wiggle three poke checks at the guy as he's skating in. 
don't assume there will be another chance, because after tonight, there might not be any. As it is, as it is, because I refuse to end these shows on sour notes. As it is, there is a chance. There is a chance. The Penguins could, arguably should, win Game 6 and force a Game 7. Because over the course of a significant period of time, they have been a better hockey team than the Islanders. They have also shown to be completely unmoved, arguably motivated, by partaking in the atmosphere here at Nassau Coliseum. I think it'll actually be better for them to play here than it was in that nail-biting, oh no, when's this next terrible thing going to happen atmosphere that was at PPG Paints Arena the other night. I think this will be better for them. Could happen, should happen. Let's see how it goes. Maybe the conversation we're having here tomorrow will be a much more pleasant and hopeful one. Thanks for listening to this. Thanks for asking the question there, pause, and we will do another one of these from here University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door, your car, your gym locker, your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.